Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wrestling Tonight. I am your host, your hardcore host, humble hardcore host. Yeah, got to get that right. Yeah. Mad Dog Butch. And joining me as always, the unofficial third member of Techno Team 2000, (laughs) Grace Beamer. (laughs) Now, uh, it's been a little while. Uh, Before we get to our special guest, this week, um, I, I want to mention something, and that is uh, the passing of a friend of ours that uh, we did ra- a radio show with years and years and years ago, the Pile Driver yeah. Show on WPON 1460. Um, and that is the Professor, uh, Professor Stone, a.k.a. Tom Kinney. Um, so RIP Tom, we had actually been in negotiations with him to bring him onto the show, but, um, but he had some major health issues and his, uh, his health just declined very rapidly. So, um, yeah, he was a great guy. He was, he was, uh, fun to be on the radio with just an all around good person, you know? Yeah. Feel sorry for, uh, his family and everybody else that knew him. Great guy. May may he rest in peace. Yep, he was. Uh, Now, one other thing that I've been wanting to do, uh, because of COVID, I realized that, uh, actually, whatever reason. Well, I I mean, I guess it was because I was going to present you with a gift for Christmas. And uh, because of COVID, I didn't get a chance to. Um, Although we've done some shows, so I could have, but I just kept forgetting about it. But anyway... Uh, without further ado, um, you are, this is just a little something, but, uh, when we did our toy show, you mentioned that, uh, your favorite toy line of all time was, uh, the AWA, at least your favorite wrestling toy line of all time was the AWA Remco wrestling figures. Um, so lately a lot of companies have been putting out similar figures. They, they actually, uh, have a whole line of WWE style Master of the Universe figures, um, and Master of the Universe figures are back. But uh, so, just to add to your um, <laughs> AWA <laughs> roster, oh, that's great! One of your favorite DC characters as well, <laughs> Aquaman, the Primal Age, and uh, he can win your sweet your AWA world title from Greg Gagne. Oh, you didn't have to do that. That's cool. <laughs> no problem. I've been meaning to get you something, but I just okay. I just never I just kept forgetting about it, huh. but uh <clears throat> funny how things just come back into a circle, you know? Yeah, exactly. Huh. Everything old is new again or whatever they say. <laughs> yeah. So, uh is is that is that just because people are more uh apt to look back in the past nowadays or is it because there isn't anything else new coming out that's really 
I don't know. I mean, it just seems like everything gets recycled, but uh, I I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just because, I mean, they've been doing remakes of the Master of the Universe stuff for years and years and years, but now it's like the cheaper figures, they're going back to the cheaper figures, or not necessarily cheaper figures, but the figures that don't have all the articulation, they're going back to the five points of articulation, like those, (laughs) and even the Star Wars figures are those now, too. Anyway. uh, but cool. Thank you, man. Yeah, no problem. pretty cool. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, <laughs> with let's get to our guest, our special guest this week. Um, hold on one second here. Sweet, sweet new technology. Are we the guinea pigs again this week? And it is. Well, yeah. I mean, we're we're dealing with a little bit of technology, but uh, either way, our guest this week is none other than Dennis Edwards from Imperial Wrestling Entertainment. Welcome, Dennis. How are you today? Doing well. All right, fantastic. Now, I had you down as a co-promoter of IWE. Is that accurate, or um, is it is it more of a, do you guys work in more of like a booking committee type deal, or no? Um, it started out, me and John owned the company, and as things progressed. John, just to be clear for people that don't know, John Campbell. Right? Yes. Okay. And uh, as things progressed, it got a little much for both of us to handle. Okay. So right now we got a a, a committee of five people, okay. me and John and three others that pretty much vote on any major decisions. Oh, okay, great. Hopefully it goes better than WCW when they had their booking committee. <laughs> well, so far it has. <laughs> uh. Right off the bat, and we'll get we'll get to it again towards the end. The reason that I wanted to have you on this week is because this weekend there's a special show. I mean, first of all, I don't think you guys have done a show in months, um, as most wrestling promotions, because of uh, the COVID the pandemic. Um, but uh, a friend of all you mean of the Chinese ours, virus, yeah. But uh, a friend of all of ours uh, passed away. Uh, Pure Fury, Jeff Klaus. So, yeah. um, you guys. Horrible. So, well, we all will be involved in um, the tribute show that you guys are going to be doing this Saturday. Uh, if you could speak about that real quick. Um, well, it was a made a decision with Jeff Klaus's brother Jason that we're going to have a co. We're going to merge our companies for one show. So oh. this show will have wrestlers from MWO and IWE wrestling. And okay. um, one of the highlights of the show will be a Jeff Klaus Memorial Battle Royal. Where, you know, I heard there was going to be some special entrance in it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've heard that as well. Um, I, I have not seen it yet, but uh, yeah, I heard a little rumor that, uh, well, I'll just say it. I will be there. Um, Grace Beamer will once again be donning the, the referee stripes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we will be there. Where is the show and, uh, and what time? And, and anybody that uh, wants to go see it, what, what do they need to know? Um, the show is at Artesia Youth Park in Houghton Lake. Um, I don't have the, mem- the address memorized, but it's on Loxley Road, L-O-X-L-E-Y. Okay. In Houghton Lake. Um, it's really easy to find. 
Okay. Is there a website that has that information, like the IWE website or maybe the yes. MWO one? It, it, you can find it on the IWE website. And also, I believe I've shared the flyer for it on my personal uh, Facebook page. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it towards the end of the show. But uh, before... Before we get to that, um, I just wanted to kind of get your uh, personal background as far as wrestling goes. I mean, this is what we normally do on here. Um, So the first question I normally ask everyone is, how did you get into pro wrestling uh, in the first place? Um, If there's a specific match that sticks out in your head or anything. Oh, my! I used to watch wrestling with my grandfather. This is, I'll be dating myself, but it's back when, before the Sheik and, uh, the Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter were feuding. Nice. <laughs> so the it was boot pretty camp far matches. back there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, they were bloodbaths, weren't they? Yeah, they sure <laughs> were. So um, it was it was around that time, or you're saying it, it was actually before? That's when I started getting into wrestling and my first wrestling event ironically was wrestlemania 3 uh you the first one that you actually attended or the first yep, one that you watched the first then? one i actually attended oh okay yeah we were there as well yeah uh gene or uh grace had better seats than i did i was in the nosebleeds but uh, i was too <laughs> way up there they, that, that place they were all nosebleeds in that one man that they look like little ants in the ring you know <laughs> so you don't uh, when I started into actual being part of the business, um, it was when I met John Campbell, we started talking and found we had a lot of things in common, such as horror movies, the music we listened to, wrestling. We both had all that in common, and he convinced me to come check out one of the shows and where he was training. Oh, we'll, so, get, to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. I want to go start earlier than that, though, before you get to that. Oh. Or did you, you didn't meet him when you were a kid, did you? No. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll I'll get to all that. But um, going going back, though, uh, do you happen to remember a specific match that that hooked you that you saw or or not? The, The one that hooked me the most, and this guy still is one of my favorite wrestlers to this day, is the Million Dollar Man. Um, his run with buying the wrestling belt and having a goon get it for him, you know, that really affected me. It kind of, you you might notice it kind of tailored how I approach wrestling. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, uh, he was a classic, wasn't he? <laughs> Probably so, one of the greatest gimmicks of all time, you know, one of the greatest characters, a million-dollar man. So would you say that he is your favorite wrestler of all time yes okay um and you already said that 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 was your first uh live event was wrestlemania 3 um so was was wwe uh, or wwf at the time was that your favorite promotion back then or did you watch watch all the other promotions as well honestly i started out with wwe but honestly I started swaying more towards WCW um, for a while, nice. for a good long while. 
but, but uh, after they became WCW or were they still NWA at the time? They they were they became WCW by the time I started watching them. Okay. Um, I could watch NWA when it was NWA, but I could hardly get the reception. You remember how TVs were back then? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so do you have well in your mind, I mean I just kinda wanted to want to get into your mind as far as uh your like booking philosophy would go. Um, do you have a favorite angle from that era or would it be the Andre the Giant Ted DiBiase thing? Yes. So you're talking I think that I think everything about that angle was played to perfection. The so turn, you're talking about the the twin referees and and all every every single thing about that. That was oh, the was greatest finish gold. of all time. With the with the yeah. twin referees. I mean we knew everything apparently, and we didn't even expect that. I mean, that wasn't that phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, we 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 knew the Hebners from NWA wrestling, but but still, I mean, it was it was pretty funny. I mean, as a matter of fact, I was grounded. I believe that was the time oh, yeah. I was grounded off wrestling, <laughs> yeah. and I and so I watched it over at his house, which I was grounded off wrestling. I could still go to my friend's house, but uh, <laughs> I didn't think that was the time. <laughs> Because because uh, it, it was such a big angle. As soon as my dad picked me up from his house, he was like, he was like, oh, how'd you like that wrestling? I, I watched like the whole thing. <laughs> he, he even like was entertained by it, and he didn't even really care about wrestling too much, you know. Uh, so, so in your opinion, besides yourself, who who would you say would be the greatest promoter or slash booker of all time? Oh, that, that that's a rough one, you know. <laughs> part of me, part of me is tempted to say Eric Bischoff, just because he he did what no one thought he was going to do, and he managed to surpass WDB for a time. I, well, WWF back then. I mean, yeah. Who would who would have expected that? Right. Exactly. Well. Yeah, you know, they kind of forced but, WWF into a bunch of changes at the time too. Yeah. 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 He was. Yeah. He was part of WWF back in some of their highlight days too. Uh, yeah. And, but, you know, another guy that's a, a booking genius, even though he don't get, you know, he gets torn down a lot because he kind of bankrupts companies is Paul Heyman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I definitely would agree with that. I mean, we, we got to see, um, well, first going back to Bischoff before I get to Heyman. Um, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I mean, he, yeah, you could say what you want about the NWO angle and everything, but just to compete, and we had mentioned this on the show before, but I specifically remember of us talking on the phone when they first announced Nitro and that they were going to go head-to-head with WWF, and we were just like, oh, my God, they're going to get destroyed. Yeah. And, um, and it didn't happen for a while. I mean, but like, like Bray said, it finally forced them to change their product. I mean, who knows if that wouldn't have happened, we'd still have the Godwins against uh, Men on a Mission or something. <laughs> but <laughs> at least, at least that style uh, uh, of wrestling. But um, but yeah, as far as Heyman goes, we were also lucky enough to see uh, Continental Wrestling when Paul Heyman and Eddie Gilbert actually had the book, and 
it was like a it was definitely a precursor to what we would see later in ECW. Um, yeah, they just but, took Memphis and moved it to Pensacola yeah. or Alabama. You know, that's all it was. Yeah, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with you about Heyman. And it seems like they always give them give them the runaround run, run around or something. You know, they'll be like, okay, we'll we'll let you write be the head writer of this. And then a little while later, no, it, I don't know. WWE always seems to jerk them around a bit, but uh, well, they they got a habit of doing that to a lot of people, though. If if you followed history with them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they um and doing what he did with I mean looking back before they started getting some of the bigger talent in ECW. I mean just what starting out as as Eastern Championship Wrestling. Just what he was able to do with the minimal amount of talent that he had and to build it up into what it was, like the counterculture wrestling. Uh, to the point where WWF had to take notice. Well, I mean, nowadays they say that that he was on the uh, the payroll the whole time. But either way, just uh, as far as the wrestling goes, the, the stuff that they did in the original ECW, yeah. Yeah, I definitely give Heyman a, uh, a nod there. Now, are those two guys guys that you would say maybe you pattern – your your booking style after then or, or or not necessarily honestly my booking style is pretty much i do what i think look work with the crowd um okay I, I i'm not a huge planner like i don't book eight months in advance like some companies mm-hmm. especially in the indie scene you don't know who's going to be able to be there next show because yeah everyone's got to work and make a living other than wrestling <laughs> you know right yeah myself included um so i kind of book on the fly the show set up and plan it show to show okay who's gonna be here right what's gonna work to advance the plots we have going on right now you know so right and then my even if i'm in a match if i ever wrestle (laughs) but i would plan my match i would i would pretty much plan a start for it and plan how it's going to end and play to the crowd in the middle part. So I, like some, some people plan, like we're going to do, we're going to do this move, this move, this move, this move, this move. That's not how I operate. So you, so, I mean, most of what you do, it's like the old school way where you would still call it in the ring or. Yes. Okay. Well, here's a harder question for you about, about that style of booking. So are are you, how, how do you, how do you book that day or that week as soon as you find out, you know, who's coming and who's showing up? How do you how do you book the show to get somebody to come back the next time? That we we got we got set um storylines going on. Oh, okay. Okay. So if someone misses the show, like say I'm I was in a storyline with Butch and Butch couldn't make it the next show. Yeah. I would cut a promo online calling him a coward, a whim. <laughs> yeah. He's afraid to face me, so he's not showing up. And then someone else might come out to defend his honor that he's friends with. Okay, I or gotcha. Something like that. Or, you know, I might just cut a simple promo insulting him. Yeah. And call, you know, and just, oh, you always got to keep the stories going. I mean, wrestling's good and all, but, but people want a story. You know, they want to yeah. see why they're fighting. 
You know, it's not like the old days where you could just throw two guys in the ring and they'd be like, oh, look, look at all those moves. <laughs> the, the public's not like that anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Now, as far as as you wrestling, um, did you how, – how, how did you start? I mean, going way back, I mean, did you – did you have like a backyard promotion or, or, or anything, or did you wrestle in the backyard or, or nope. anything with your friends or anything? Uh-uh. No, I did not. So um, actually I didn't get into the actual business of wrestling like that until I was probably, I think I might've been in my thirties before I started wrestling. So how'd you get into the business? Um, John Campbell, <laughs> I happened to meet him just by happenstance. We met and had a lot in common and he convinced me to come to some of the shows he was working at and meet his trainer. Um, I went in for a tryout. They beat the living heck out of me for four hours. (laughs) And then I don't think they thought I was going to come back, but I did. So. Okay. Who, Who was it that was training at that time? Eric Freedom. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a good guy too. I, I, I think they beg to differ with that, but I, we don't have to get into that. Oh, really? Uh, I don't say anything bad about anyone. <laughs> just that—that's uh, just you know. That I, I've just kind of gathered that over the years, but. Uh, oh yeah, I can see why. I, I'm 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 smelling what you're cooking now. <laughs> so so were you and John? Did you guys live in the same same town then? And and you didn't know it until until you met actually uh, nope it was uh i moved up here with my ex-wife and uh i just happened to be working up here and he came down here to shop because he lived in harrison and i was living in mount pleasant we just like i said it was just just happened i i never had planned to be in wrestling business (laughs) so i always just planned to watch it on tv so we we met you when you first uh, debuted for the MWO. Uh, who did you wrestle for before that? Uh, I wrestled a couple of shows up at uh, Universal Wrestling Enterprises, Eric Freedom's company, and I also worked for a place called Total Extreme Wrestling, um, but they're not ran anymore. Um, okay. So you just got into MWO with, uh, with John. Yeah, John just convinced me to come down, and then, you know, so I tried to remember who it was. One of the guys took me in the ring and seen if I could do anything. Oh. He's like, "Oh, you're clear. Let's let's put you in a match." <laughs> into the frying pan, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so who would you consider? What? Who would you consider your your mentor? I mean, did you have like, you know, most people just don't have one mentor, but were there like a couple guys? And I'm assuming one's John because you, you know, you, you've talked about them with with great relevancy so far. Um, the guys that kind of pointed you in the right direction, helped you along, maybe help set the mindset and your philosophy, et cetera. Um, really, mostly John. Oh, okay. Um, mo- most other people didn't want to give an old man a chance, you know. <laughs> They, I, I think most people figured I'd walk out after like a couple of weeks or a month. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned Ted DiBiase as being one of your, um, 
your favorite wrestlers, but as far as in the ring, is there anybody that you tried to like pattern yourself after? Me? Get in the ring? Never. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess I, I let all right, Bobby Heenan, because he never got in the ring unless he was forced to. <laughs> right. <laughs> And what a great worker he was. <laughs> yeah, no yep. good. Yeah, that's a good guy to uh, pattern yourself after. That's for sure. Yeah, he was, uh, Bobby Heenan was classic, all-time classic. I mean, that guy could do everything. Just, uh, yep. I was just watching, uh, I was just watching the match the other day when they first started doing the, uh, the Brian Pillman loose cannon thing. <laughs> and he, and, and Pillman like grabbed him, got behind him and grabbed him and, uh, the brain dropped an f bomb on live TV because he had had he had had some surgeries and he didn't know that Pillman was going to do that and uh, so it, it it shocked him. But watching it now, I mean, it was it was pretty fun. I mean, I remember seeing that at the time, and I just figured it was part of the show. But now it didn't look like it. I mean, he didn't actually started walking towards the back, and then Pillman was trying to apologize to him. I mean, but uh, but yeah, he was. How how long did it uh how long did it take for you to feel comfortable in the business? You know, you mentioned starting out in UWE and then meeting John, the MWO. How how long did it did it take? Was it like a couple year thing? Did you kind of know right away or how how'd you stand on that? Oh. I, I never let myself get fully comfortable. Yeah. Uh the, the wrestling business, especially on the NBC. It, it's ruthless. Yeah. And you're always learning. It, it, it really is. I, I've had so many knives thrown in my back. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and, and I'm just being honest. I'm not yeah. saying names. I'm not going to chop anyone down. But but most people will advance themselves over you without even a hesitation. Yeah. Well, let me they reward can. it. How You know, instead of comfortable, maybe until you kind of got it, where, where you were comfortable making a decision. You know, as as like a booker or somebody, um, you know, getting talent or whatnot. I always got to make decisions. I just go with it. Um, yeah. If I don't, if I don't think it's the right thing, I, I'll argue against it. But you know, we got a committee, so I might be wrong. You know, <laughs> if if I get outvoted, we'll go with it and see what happens. Although I will say, I told you, show if it so if it ends up terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what what was kind of the um, like the genesis of you guys deciding to start your own your own promotion in, in IWE? Really, me and John John was discouraged with the business at the time. Once again, like I said, the knife throwing tactics. Right. You know, we were we were both pretty discouraged. You know, why why do we even bother with this? Yeah, that's you like know? a sport in itself. You know. <laughs> Why, why do we bother? What's the point? And then I just looked at him and said, why don't we just start our own business? Okay. And, and that's really, and then it just took off from there. I didn't, I wouldn't have imagined it to be like it is now, you know? Yeah. I mean, you guys, uh, how did, so did John or, or did both of you guys have to invest in an, a ring or did somebody already have, have the ring? Or, John, or did John you guys buy ring. one? Okay. John bought a bought a small ring for when we did the studio. Yeah, I remember that. 
Then John got a ring from another wrestler that was getting rid of it later. So now we got the bigger ring. Okay. And um, and I got the business license. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys still have that small ring too, or did you get rid of it? Yes, we do. Oh, okay. You still use that in the at we all? We had it set up. We had it set up with one of our wrestlers' house as a training ring. Okay. But right now, I think it's just in John's mother's garage. Okay. Okay. Now, almost. I mean, it seems to me almost immediately, and I could be wrong, but you guys got on some pretty major platforms, uh, like like Roku. They had that wrestling channel, and and I believe you guys were on some other stuff too. Uh, how how did that? Come, <coughs> excuse me. How did that come about? That's all, John. Okay. John handles all that stuff. Okay. So besides Roku, what what were some of the other platforms that you guys were on? I believe he had us on high spots. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. And I believe there's a couple others and then a bunch of public access channels, but I'm not sure if we're on them anymore. We were on, we were probably in like, I think 25 states or more last I knew. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's still sending that into them. Oh, okay. Like, are you still on, on the Roku then? I, I had a Roku at one time. I don't have it anymore. So, um, as, you, as far you, as I know, we are. Okay. All right. Um, hey, what what uh what differentiates you guys? Um, you know your brand of wrestling from, say, some of the others out there. Uh, even compared to what's on TV, you know, you have the three or four major, you know, the ones that are on cable. How how do you guys how do you guys not compare? But what's different about you guys than you know, WWE, for example, or AEW? Well, on camera, not a whole heck of a lot because we go out there, we wrestle, we tell stories, pretty much yeah. general wrestling. Um, but backstage is the difference. I don't approach this as a wrestling business. I consider all my wrestlers family. It's a wrestling family. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so. Nice. You know, it's not, I'm going to put you out there. I'm going to make money off you. It's, I'm going to put you out there get you some exposure and see how far it can take you. Yeah. You know, and if someone moves on to better things, good. We helped you advance. Um, If if they stick with us forever, you're welcome to stay your family. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, as I found a lot of people don't think that when they come work for us. (laughs) You know. <laughs> so Bra- Brace mentions the big two, but let's say the quote big two right now, but uh but let's say you know, you're let's say somebody that's not really familiar with with local wrestling. Um what differentiates the IWE from the other local uh promotions or Michigan independent promotions? Well, I, I will not trash anyone else's company to get mine ahead. Um, I know people have said stuff about us in the past. I know people have tried to take over our territory in the past, <laughs> which, you know, it's not territory like back in the old days, but where we book, other people have tried to move into buildings close to us to steal our thunder. None of them have ever managed to even get one show off since we started there. Nice. So. 
you know, so we show the crowd that we don't just care about running wrestling show. We want our crowd to be happy and go home happy. Um, we try to keep the shows family friendly so the whole family can come. You're not going to see me go out there and swear and cuss someone's mother up and down the aisle. Yeah. You're not going to see me try to hammer someone's foot to the floor. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> that would keep them from attacking me. <laughs> right. You know, <clears throat> just, it's, it's simple differences that, that mean more to me than it might mean to other people. But, you know, the whole family aura is that's the reason we started this. We wanted to get away from all the crap. And that's you know? good because there's, there's a lot out there that isn't really family oriented. They're still, you know, marketing, promoting wrestling to like the same group of crowd or the same group you know like the well, more hardcore and uh, you know it's nice because mwo is kind of like you guys you know yes yeah so, i oh i, I have I, a I, list of the place the all the things we're on <laughs> all right so, oh oh okay all our shows are on youtube which which is high spots network power slam tv and title match wrestling network. Okay, great. Uh, now, speaking of the crowd, <clears throat> it seems like you guys. I mean, you you can tell me more, but it seemed to me as somebody that would just catch your shows in the beginning on the Roku, it seemed like you guys had a pretty solid fan base right from the get go. Obviously, you can only fit. I mean, we know it being here at ONTV. You can only fit so many people into a studio. Uh, but when you guys kind of left the studio, I, I mean, just, but even right from the get-go in the studio, it seemed like you guys had a pretty rabid fan base. Uh, we, it, it more than doubled when we moved up to Houghton Lake and had the room for it. Okay. So more you, than doubled. So do you we think have, the, the fans were already there, but just because there was the limited space? I, I, yes, because at the studio we had people standing in lines outside the door. Okay. Because they couldn't get in, they'd stand in the hall and try to peek in, <laughs> peek in to see what they could see. What uh, What do you attribute to that? I mean, just I mean, it was like almost right off the bat, you guys were drawing like a, a crowd, and 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 the fans were like into it immediately. I mean, you guys, I mean, I've seen some shows where, you, I mean, it seems like your guys' crowd is always hot. Well, it, it, uh, yeah. I, I'm going to give you, a, it's our talent. They, they want to be there and they want to put on the best show they can. We, we got some up and coming guys that I, I predict great things for in the future. Um, like, uh, Bam Grizzly. He's, yes. that kid's got a lot of I heart. Seen him. He, he that kid carries a notebook and jots down ideas okay. for what to improve on and what he needs to learn. Well, that's cool. Um, JJ does the same thing. Okay. You know, they want to learn, they listen, and they move forward instead of getting an, a lot of people get an ego. We've had this happen. Yeah. You try to tell them. You know, this would work better for what you're trying to do. Oh, no, I know better. You, you're just trying to hold me down. You hold me back. I don't ever want to hold anyone back. <laughs> right. Why would I want to do that? That would hurt my company. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm going to hold you back so you look like crap. So my my match sucks and my show's worse. That makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who, who's, who's like the, in your opinion, who's, who's the best in the ring for IWE? Maybe, you know, if you can't do one, just a couple. If, if I'm coming to an IWE show or I'm going to check you out on the internets, <laughs> you know, who's the guy that you say, this is IWE? Um, one that is IWE. I probably should pick a face for that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, Not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, somebody, you know, because a lot of people like the heels and it's a little more gray today, but I do like having the face and the heels. But just like who's, who are like, you know, like a couple of the guys that are just like really good at what well, they do. My personal favorite is Mike Goodman. Mine, mine too. <laughs> I like that guy a lot. Mine too. You know, I mean, he is he is definitely a a close personal friend of mine, and he he helped launch my my uh, interview segment here on uh, the MWO shows yeah, here, that's at, right. here at the studio. My very first guest, and uh, and I, I've I've had him on the the doghouse uh, segment a few times. Yeah, he's a one, wonderful talent. Always entertaining, always fantastic. I can't but, wait to see him this. I can't wait to see him this Saturday, actually. But back, back to my the wrestlers. There, there are so many, and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I'll I'll run off a short list of people that are that come to my mindset when I'm thinking IWE and who is really progressed and come at leaps and bounds when I first seen them. First of all, Bam, who I've already mentioned. Yes. I'd like JJ Hughes. Yeah, another, another great he, piece of talent there. When I started wrestling, he was just a little skinny kid of nothing, and now look at him. <laughs> right. You you know, you saw. Yeah. <laughs> we did see, and as a matter of fact, we even knew him before that because yeah. his his uncle uh, used to wrestle with us back back in our backyard league years and years and years ago. Yeah. So um, I, I, we've known JJ for a while. Yeah, I saw him as a little kid refereeing too, you know. Yeah. There's also um, Ben Brody. He's, okay. he's, he, fun fact, he trained with Lance Storm. Really? Oh, no kidding. Yes. Okay. Um, there's uh, Jacob Braun. He's a good talent. He gets out there all over the place. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another another former guest of the, the doghouse, Jacob Braun. Yes. You know, John, of course. I mean... Without John and I, there wouldn't be an IWE. So. Right. Yeah, he's a good talent. You could uh, you could just always tell, like, first time I saw him, he had a head on his shoulders for wrestling, you know? Then I'll give a short shout-out to the Goodman Detective Agency, Chuck Hammer and uh, Bojack. Those two are pretty good. Yeah. I, I enjoy watching them. Yeah. Yeah, I do, too. Um, now, what... Uh... <laughs> Excuse me. Is there a moment uh, that has happened in previous IWE shows that that you are most proud of? A, a angle, a storyline, or and it, it doesn't even have to be one that you necessarily had input in. Oh, um, let's see. You know. I'm old, so you'll have to excuse that I don't remember every single thing we've ever done. But Oh, no problem. Uh, but, you know, the thing I'm proudest of isn't even an angle. 
it's the times we've been able to help um, things like Relay for Life. Oh, nice. Or have benefits for people. Okay. That, that, that's the happiest moment that I can think of in the in our show's history. So what if like so that. so what did you what did you do? You just had a, a show that all the proceeds went to to those mm -hmm. charities or yeah, yeah, like um we'd have shows for relay for life where we just we'd go there and just run it for free and they'd get it would help them earn proceeds for the for the relay. Um which another fun fact is for years I worked as an employment coach where we take people that have barriers to employment and teach them job skills and monitor them in the workforce to make sure they could integrate into society. Oh, nice. Um, oh, okay. So, you know, so that's really holds a close place to me is doing things like that. Okay. How about, how about a couple uh, matches? Like if, if I'm out there, you know, zooming around on the internet, are there any matches that stick out, you know, that, that you can check out from IWE? Oh, let's see. Um, Brody and Braun is a good one. I've um, seen that. That is good. That, that's that's probably the, a highlight one to, for you guys to look at. Okay, great. IWE, uh, that's Imperial Wrestling Entertainment, right? Yes. Because, I, I mean, it, I know it is, but I think we've just been saying IWE. I don't think we've oh. spelled it out, you know? <laughs> now, as uh, a booker, um, I mean, let, let's say, let's say that, uh, let, let's just keep it to local talent. If there was somebody that, who, who, who would be like a dream guy on the local scene? for you to bring into the IW? I can't think of one I'd bring in right now. Really? Okay. Well, here's, here's the thing about me. Me and John are complete opposites when it comes to the way we approach the business. John is like the nicest guy you'll ever see. He'll see you. He'll say, we'll bring you in, join us. You're part of the family. And I'm more like, what's this guy going to do to stab us in the back? <laughs> like, seriously, we, me and him butt heads on that a lot because he, he wants to trust everyone and I don't want to trust anybody. That's a good thing though. Cause you so, need that counterbalance. Yeah. yeah. Just like stone cold. Steve Austin says <laughs> DTE. Yeah. Right, I'm sorry. DTA. Yeah. <laughs> DTA. Don't trust anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was thinking of DTE because I had to pay my bill earlier. <laughs> I just figured you were trying to for don't trust everybody. There you go. Yeah, that works too. There hey, you go. Pre-COVID pre uh, or China virus, Wuhan virus. Um, <laughs> yeah. how, how often were you guys running? We run once a month. Once a month? Yep, until that happened. And then we missed a few months. And now we're going to try this outdoor one and see how it goes. Oh, okay. So hopefully it don't thunderstorm on us. So the once a month that was kind yeah, of really. like your your TV show, and then you and that was your once a month, or did you do a TV show and then, you know, like a house show, you know, like an event? We it's always once a month. Okay. We used to split it up though. 
we'd like record a longer show and we'd put half out one time and then half out another time. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so it would look like it was more than one show. Yeah, sure. So when is, what, what is the last show that you guys actually, actually did before this Saturday? Oh, geez. Been a good long while. <laughs> okay. I can't remember. It's been so long. It's in the mold. Uh, is it, will this be the first outdoor show that you guys have done? It's not the first outdoor show. Relay for Life, we did a couple of outdoor shows, but I think it might be the first outdoor at Artesia. Okay. I hope it doesn't rain either, or I'm going to have to hit up the promoter for some extra cash. <laughs> <laughs> are, hey, just, speak, just kidding. Are there any um, extra precautions that you know, you're taking on? I mean, obviously, there's there's some, but... Being an outdoor show and you know oh, it just... was February. It was February. February 29th. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I yeah, I don't know if we mentioned this in the beginning, but that I think this is where race was going. Um precautions as far as the fans go this Saturday. Yes, it's all the standard precautions. We're we're gonna have the setup for distancing. There's gonna be masks required. Um I actually bought a digital thermometer so I can check all the wrestlers' temperatures so I know no one's going to be in the ring giving everyone COVID. Um, yeah. I can't believe I got to wear a mask. Yes, <laughs> You didn't tell yeah, me that you're before. You're all set, mad dog. <laughs> you're COVID compliant right now as we speak. Yeah, you got a mask on already. I don't know if you can see this, but we do have the spittle. Uh, glass in between us yeah we are we are covid compliant as well it's still wonderfully machined <laughs> i can't believe that it is it is huh uh so let's let's uh talk about the show a little bit did, now, now did jeff klaus was was he one of the original members of the iwe yes okay so so jeff he was Klaus's... right he was right there from from the get-go huh yeah, Jeff Klaus was a good friend of mine, believe it or not. Uh, me and him, pretty much, he was to Jason what I am to John. Hmm. Okay. If, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It, uh, you know. Right, right. The counterbalance to the company. Okay. Um, All right. I yeah, just, I just didn't know if he came along later or if he was, if he was right there from the from the inception of of the IWE. Most of the people that started in IWE when we first started came from MWO. Um, we we talked to Jason ahead of time, and he gave us his blessing to use his guys. So um, very few of our wrestlers at the beginning were not from MWO. Okay. There might might have been a handful that weren't. but okay. so, so you guys just had to have like a handshake agreement not to schedule over each other's shows? Yeah, I wouldn't have done that anyway. Right. That that would just be rude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to start a fight too. <laughs> so thus, you know, so thus far, it's it you've never really ran into any issues as far as that goes. Then, no, I, I like I said, I wouldn't do that to him. I mean, okay, he was one of the people that had faith in me getting into his ring and didn't think that I was going to be old and hurt people. <laughs> you know, so I wouldn't do anything to hurt him. <laughs> okay um so just a just a preview of i mean we touched on it a little bit in the beginning but just a preview of of what people might see 
uh, on Saturday. I mean, you did mention that it's a co-promoted event between Imperial Wrestling Entertainment and the Michigan Wrestling Organization. We did mention that we will be there in some capacity as well. Um, what what can people look look forward to? I, I, I mean, I know. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, if you want to finish what you were saying, go ahead. I was just going to say. I mean, it's uh, the circumstances for this show obviously are not great, but um, but still, you know, it'll be it'll be a nice way to to uh, you know give give Jeff Klaus uh, a, a tribute from everybody that knew him and cared about him and yeah, and, there's and, a lot and of worked with him and yeah. So I know the circumstances are not great for this show, but what what could people look forward to from this show? For the show, we're going to, well, first it's going to be safe. We're taking all the precautions we can. Please don't come if you have COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good um, one to put out there. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, this this whole show is just, we, we want to, we want Jeff to look down and see that we haven't forgotten him. Um, yeah. So th- that's who, what this is for. This is for Jeff. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll give you a little hint for the people that were thinking about not coming to the show. Come to the show because there are going to be some severe changes that will make this IWE Imperial Wrestling Entertainment will never be the same again after mm-hmm. this show. What are, right. what are some of the key matchups aside aside from the uh, uh, the honorary battle royal for uh, Jeff Klaus? John Campbell is facing against Big Chuck Hammer. Nice. Now, for yep. pe- people that don't know, they've they've been feuding for a while. Um, yep. You know, Chuck Hammer took John out for a little while. Did he not? And he plans to do it again. <laughs> okay. Are there any steps, or is that just a one on one match? It's going to be, uh, I think this one's going to be an anything goes match. Oh, I don't okay. think there's much we can do to contain those two once they go at it. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen the size of them. <laughs> yeah, they're big boys. <laughs> what ref's going to get between them? <laughs> is, is I, vol- I, vol- I volunteer him. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, Mike Goodman, who we talked about earlier, is having a match against Jared the former ref of Imperial Wrestling Entertainment. And nobody knows what the stipulations of that are. Mike Goodman sent Jared a contract. I guess Jared signed it, and I, oh, okay. it's supposed to be to be announced whatever Mike Goodman decided to put in that contract that Jared agreed to. Hopefully he read it first. So but, that, that's a referee taking on a... Uh, <laughs> referee taking on a wrestler match? Yeah. or Right? He He's wrestled once or twice okay he, okay he, uh i guess him and brody have been tra- he brody's been training him together because he, for some reason he has a grudge against mike goodman i don't know what mike goodman ever could have done to him but <laughs> right exactly i never understood you know? i never understood all the animosity that people have for mike goodman either <laughs> i can't wait to see him on saturday my friend I mean, usually you try to be nice to people that have money <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Oh, any other matches to uh to announce um, here? I know that there is a match for the title. 
and it is uh, JJ Hughes. Give me a second to look some stuff up because I don't think they announced all the people that are going to wrestle them. Oh, okay. I think uh, they said that it was going to be him and they announced some other people, but. Okay. Well, in lieu of that, we're, um, what about tickets? Are they just kind of uh, walk up? Yeah, it's just come watch. We're not charging for this show. Oh, okay. Um, it, it's a tribute to Jeff. All right. I wouldn't feel right. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So are you expecting a, a pretty big crowd then? I, I mean, I'm sure like your fans have been chomping at the bit to get back and see some IWE action. Um, the only thing that might slow down our crowd would be COVID if people are afraid of that. Right. But if, if our normal crowd comes, I expect the backyard to be packed. Nice. Well, the front lock, because we're doing it in front. Okay. Yep. That's perfect. I know I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I definitely am as well. Um, is there anything else? Oh, yeah. Another ahead. match. Braun has an open challenge. I'm sorry, who? So, Jacob Braun. Okay. Has an open challenge issued to whoever wants to face him at our next show. Is that including people out of the crowd? Like old school? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> all, all I know is what it what what he said is he wanted to do. So nice. We'll see who he brings out. <laughs> oh, by by the way, uh, I mean you mentioned it, but can you run down all of uh, your your current champions right now? I meant to, I meant to ask you this in the beginning. Uh, the Dean Boys are the tag champs, and they um, and they the, are going to be taking on the Cream Street Mafia, I believe. Cream Street Mafia, yes. Okay. Um, I, I don't like the Dean boys chances against that size advantage. I, <laughs> I would agree with you, but I have seen them. They're, they're, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty scrappy. They're pretty wiry and, uh, you know, they are capable of pulling off an upset. Well, they beat two big guys to get the belts. So who did they beat for the belts? They beat. I forgot. Goodman Detective Agency. So they beat Mike Hammer and Mighty Bojack? No, it was Bojack, and at the time, uh, Sam Hex was the co-title holder. Okay, okay. So back to the back to the champions. And then J.J. Hughes is the main title holder. Okay. For the heavyweight. And uh, the Gladiator title, I believe, is... Corey Kerr right now. Okay. All right. All right. Excellent. And of course, Mike Goodman has his title. Uh, and, and what, what title is that for the people that are unfamiliar? Well, he calls <laughs> it the strap of affluence, but it's a belt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a beautiful title. It is, it is a beautiful belt. And, uh, and how did he ob- obtain that title? He's never said. <laughs> Everyone else says that he bought it, but he's never said. So there was no, there was no tournament in Rio de Janeiro, or anything like that. If if I recall, there was like a ceremony where a guy came to the ring and presented it to him. Oh, okay. On a silver platter. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, hey, 
you know, people have gotten titles like that before over the years, uh, many a time. So, uh, you know, no, nobody can be smirch Mike Goodman for having that belt. Sounds like this Goodman guy is a man of many means, but he, he sounds like he could be a weasel as well. But I guess we'll find out on Saturday. <laughs> we'll see. See how see what all he put in that contract. <laughs> yeah, I, I am definitely interested in, in seeing that. Um, we we're about to uh, wrap it up here. So, um, is is there anything else you'd like to to say before before we sign off here? Um, just I look forward to seeing everybody. Um, should be a great show. Come out and see it. And I believe it starts at three p.m. Yep. Okay. That. Yep. It. It is. It is three. So again, free show, outside, wear a mask, social distance. Uh, what else have we covered? Um, I think that's about it, right? Yeah, don't get in the ring. <laughs> don't yeah. get in the ring if you're a fan. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever do that. Yeah. Bad things can happen. There's many videos online that can show you why you should never do that. <laughs> um. Uh, there was one other thing. Oh, um, uh, I don't know, but they can go to the, they can go to the either, um, Imperial wrestling entertainment Facebook page, uh, to, to check it out. If, if, uh, if they didn't get all the information from us. So, okay. Well, we will see everyone ourselves there. We're looking forward to being there ourselves. And, uh, I, I I am very I'm really looking forward like like I mentioned to seeing my good friend Mike Goodman there myself. <laughs> so, anyway, thank you, Dennis, for being here. Yeah, thanks, Dennis. Great thank job you for having me. And uh, we will see you this weekend. Yes. All right. Take care. So, um... well, that was nice of Dennis to join us. That's going to be like a, it was. Uh, it's going to be a long haul for us to go up there. <laughs> yeah, it is not really long, but, but to some people it is. But you know, yeah, it's well, the wrestling business. Exactly. So once again, Grace Beamer will once again be donning the referee stripes, and uh, if, if anybody wants to make the trek up there, uh, come check us out. I will be there as well. Um, I don't know exactly what I will be doing yet, but. Uh, but I will be there too. I'm sure there'll be some capacity where you'll be busting somebody's head. <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to, yeah, I will definitely try. Uh, no matter what, I will, uh, I will be doing something. So, all right. Uh, thanks everybody that tuned in and uh, just keep checking the Butch Blood Facebook page for future updates for future uh, wrestling tonight. See everybody next time. Here, here. Captain Carnage, Dr. Tweed, The Mask, Miss Linda, and Adrian Street. The Human Bomb Shelter, Jake the Snake, ask Mad Dog DeCurso if it's real or fake.